Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As you could probably tell, we're doing this on Zoom for the first time, so you have to bear with us with the sound audio. But uh, we needed to get this done because I've been really looking forward to this. We have got Robin Deacon joining with us. Rocking Robin Deacon, how's it going? You all right? Yeah, man. Good, you all right? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. The um, We started as the Journeyman Stories um, podcast and the epitome of a journeyman is yourself. Uh, and the brief conversations that we've had, I'm really looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, I think you're one of the only pe- uh, people that I've messaged that has called me a good geezer and a minge at the same time in the same sentence. <laughs> well, you might <laughs> say what you feel, right? Yeah, of course. So I want to strip it all the way back. How did you um, – I know this obviously is going to be well documented. I've done a bit of research in and around it. But how did you get start boxing? Um, I just, I just did it really just to uh, strengthen my legs after uh, coming out of a wheelchair and and stuff. I was on crutches and and I had um I was born my uh, feedback front, so the doctor said I'd never be able to walk again. And I, I literally did it like started taking little steps and started. Started from there, really. This, um, you was what roughly about six when, and you had um, a load of operations when you were younger. Yeah, I was. I had operations all through my childhood. I mean, from the first first time I was born, I literally had the operations. I, I wasn't really in school, um, because I had so much surgery. I did go to school, but not. As much as I should have, yeah, so, in surgery, you know. Yeah, so spirit, uh, sporadically, he was just in and out of school. Yeah, basically, my my second home was hospital. Right, was in that hospital so much, and you know, he, I even got chewed in the hospital sometimes because I was in there so much. Right, and um, when like, so you went down to the boxing gym. Um, was you walking then, or was you in the wheelchair? Yeah, um, I was sort of taking taking little steps, slow steps, and you know what I mean, it was literally just strengthening my legs. You know, mm-hmm. um, I didn't have to. Have, when I was born, the doctors thought I was uh, had muscular dystrophy. Okay, because it's what my mum's brother died of, and that's I had darling. Uh, they thought I had little doses of that, but it turned out to be club feet talipes. So, um, yeah. You get into it, and um, like, how are you? How are you finding like the start of boxing? Because for like people like say me and Sam, I can imagine we'll go to a gym. Some things we'll struggle with, but just like the normal day to day stuff. You've got it. Your hill was a lot steeper than normal. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's harder than everything you do um, in life, really. And it was like this was just I'd overcome so much to to even be able to walk, let alone 
train and do stuff like normal people. So I just I just put my all into it. It was hard, tricky, but um, you know, it, it was good. You know? Yeah, and obviously to give you a bit of credit to get to where you've got to to have as many fights as you've had as well. I can imagine you can look back at your career and actually think, fucking hell, like this is, you, and you can inspire other people as well. Yeah, like, obviously, I, I can't really say that, you know, um, inspire other people. I mean, I can inspire other people to say, if you're told you can do stuff, prove them wrong and do it, you yeah. know, but, you know, I, I wasn't a champion or anything, which obviously I really wanted to be. I'd give my heart and my soul into boxing as an amateur. Turning professional, I'd just turn out to be shit. Like your wallpaper. (laughs) (laughs) My missus picked this wallpaper. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, you're talking to two lads who've done the journeyman scene in the unlicensed, so I I weren't good enough to get to a pro. Um, and I know Sam, you signed a pro contract, but family life gets in the way. So we sort of understand the ins and outs of uh, boxing. Um, come to like your first fight, then. How old was you when you had your first like amateur? I, w- I was ten. I mean, I don't know what the age is limit now, but when when I boxed at ten, they were. I'm in an argument whether they're going to do a ten or eleven. And I did 10, um, had my first fight, and then they changed it to 11. So um, I couldn't fight until I was 11 then, but I had my first amateur fight at 10 against a guy called Craig Clark, and he was from Crawley. He never went pro or nothing, but he was good. He was an okay amateur. Um, I, I lost to him on my first amateur fight, and then I, I beat him. In a return when I was eleven. So, did you have any difficulties getting carded through the health conditions and stuff, or was it just a case of? I, I didn't because I didn't really, I didn't really, um, I didn't really tell the medical people. Do you know what I mean? I didn't yeah. really say, "Oh yeah, I'm with this," because I was a good amateur, shall I say. I was, uh, I got away with it, really. Yeah, but. I personally don't think if I t- if I wanted to turn pro or amateur now, I, I I don't think I'd be able to. To be fair, because they'd look more into it. Yeah. Back then, they didn't look into it more. You know. So more. So I, I got away with it. There wasn't. There wasn't sort of on 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 board, if you like. You know, I don't, I don't know, but so- yeah, they could. That didn't really look into it much. So you had um, you had the, obviously your first couple of fights. When did you do? Because you, you went into the schoolboys and then the ABAs. Yeah, I got uh, in the schoolboys. I used to get quite a few buyers in in like the minor championships and stuff like that. And uh, I only boxed once in the minor championships. I won the minors in the school. Cool boys a few times, but obviously I got a buy all the way through to the final and stuff like that. I was one more the finals and then it wasn't until I was about I say probably seventeen, eighteen, where I got to the NABC I think it was no. No, I think I was fifteen. NABCs and I lost to a guy called Todd Mills. He never went pro, but he, he was a St. Mary's boxing club. He was a tough kid. St. Mary's and Chatham? He, he huh? Was that St. Mary's Chatham? Yeah. Yeah, damn where we and, are. Uh, yeah, he, he, um, he's a good kid. Very good. He, he, he done really well as an amateur. Um, I lost to him. Still speak to him now he's on my Facebook. He's a nice kid. Um, he's very strong. And he stopped me. Stopped me in the first round, I think. Put me on my ass. I was gone. Out. Went out, out, but I was gone. So you were... 
So you're doing the you're doing the championships now. Uh, you ended up so that was the final. Uh, I think you had a couple of semi-finals and stuff like. that. Did you do anything like the Harrogate Cup or anything? No, that I don't think that was about. Um, but I did the uh, ABAs. Yeah, and I went to national semi-finals. The ABAs losing to uh, Gary Sykes, who actually become British champion. Yeah. As a pro, and he beat Andy Crawler twice, I think. And um, what weight was you fighting at when you were younger? Uh, featherweight, well, 57 kilos. So that lot. was the ABA, 57, yeah. Yeah, so it's, that's probably because I think 57 kilos would probably be a hard weight to match up as well. Yeah, yeah. But, but I didn't get like actually boxing in the ABAs to actually reach the national semi final. So I actually, I actually done, done good in the box guy. So I said, listen, he's a legend. He's a geezer, proper nice guy as well. And, uh, you know, he was number one in England when I boxed him. So, um, yeah, to, to get that, I was, I was like blessed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I like, yeah, wicked. Did you um did you have any like England or was it did you have any um area? No, no. I, I I boxed representing England but not the real England. It was, it was uh, in the Limassol Cup uh, in Cyprus. Um, I boxed in Limassol, Limassol Cup and I boxed a guy. I don't even know what he does now. I didn't even know. Who he was. I don't think he went pro. Name Michael Blackburn. He's from Scotland. Um, I boxed him and uh, I lost to him in there. I got a bronze medal, so I lost to him in there. What is it? Four final? Yeah, yeah, with coach, yeah. So, so the um, so with um, whilst you're doing all of this, are you still having any like health issues now, or George, you was talking? Yeah, about- I'm going. I'm going back into surgery. Um. I'm just waiting on on them to get back to me when to go in, you know. So I'm suffering more now with my legs than I ever have. Right, okay. Because obviously I'm getting older and uh, the wear and tear has obviously got worse. Um, yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm getting by. I'm coping. Yeah. You know? the, um... I limp a lot more than what did, when you was like, so say like your teenage years, whilst you were boxing, did you have health conditions? Like, was you having any issues then, or was it the fact you've done all the work to yeah, strengthen? I, I always, always had issues, which is why everyone said to me, because as an amateur, I used to be in and out boxing in and out using my feet. Mm. As time got on, I couldn't do that. I can't. I couldn't go in and out. I couldn't do what I did as an amateur because I didn't have the leg movement. I didn't, you know, because they see, especially in the cold weather, they seize up and it's in you. I walk like an absolute flit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, it's bad. So, you know, as an amateur, because I was young, you know, and you sort of get through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know how many oh, how many fights did you have in the end as an amateur? Um, I think I had sixty six, and I won even fifty six. No, as an amateur. Yeah, as an amateur. Yeah. Sorry, seventy seven. I won forty six. So you had and amateurs um, for people that like because it is literally matched fairly. It's all fifty fifty fights. Yeah. So having an over, especially I think back in the day as well, having an over fifty percent record is still really good. And I think people, yeah, I mean, people people only you know boxing's a bit like it's glorified sport if you like full of glory on. Mm. You know, look at look at Thompson Fury the weekend. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. They only know this. They only pick on the bad that you do. Be you know, he's the greatest. You know, it doesn't matter how shit he boxed or how, how he only just won and stuff like that. At the end of the day, he still won. And people people don't look at that. They look at the bad. 
Especially when you're on the big scene like that, you know. Don't get me wrong, I've been on a big scene on in front of thousands of people at the O2, but nothing like what Tyson. <laughs> and listen, he's uh, he's owned his money, so people just look at the negative. They don't take any positive from the negative. But I find with especially what with what you're saying, I find people find it easy to um are easier to talk like speak about it when they haven't walked through them ropes and done the things that other people have done. Armchair armchair boxes. Yeah. Armchair boxes. Literally they're just like, Yeah, I could do that easy. I mean you see all this like you know, don't get me wrong, I won't I will I would fight again. And I'll only fight if I find that misfits. With that, how how did it come about to then turn professional? So you've had a good amateur career. <laughs> um, it was mad, really, because I books a guy called Ben Murray. Uh, I think it's Ben Murray. in Jersey. And the, uh, the special guest was Steve Collins. And... You're never going to win. I don't know if Sam knows this, but when you box in Jersey, you, um, you're never going to get a win. But it doesn't matter how much, unless you knock them out. You probably, even then, you still get a draw. It's a cliche saying, knock them out to get a draw. You know We've I mean? been there, done that. It's, um, oh, mate. It's, uh, it's mad. So, um, anyway, I, I thought, fuck it. Do you know, Steve Collins, yeah, I'm just going to mug him off. But my mother Ben, so I was uh, posing to the crowd and dropping my hands, blowing him kisses. I even blew kisses his girlfriend just to wind him up. Um, I just, I mugged him off and Steve Collins come up to me after he said, I've never seen an amateur boxer move the way you do, like with your head and stuff. And uh, he said, here's my number. Again, keep in touch and uh, see how you do and we go from there. I didn't think nothing of it. And then like, I texted him randomly about a week later. I said, what's happening, Steve? You good? He said, yeah, Robin, what's happening? And he, he remembered me. He still remembers me now. Um, and I said, oh, I'm going to Cyprus. Uh, representing England, but not with the actual England team. Boxing in the Cup, he said, Well, when you get back, let me know how you do, and uh, we'll we chat. So I went out there and uh, I'll come back with a bronze medal. Text him, he said, Hey, Steve, we've got a bronze medal. He said, No way. He said, Well done. He said, uh, Meet me at St. Albans um, train station, and uh, I'll get you a deal with Frank Warren. So I met him at St. Albans, and uh, he got me a deal with Frank. Oh, what? So, so go on. So I actually saw him with Frank Warren. And, uh, yeah, so I got a deal with Frank Warren. I had um, signed a three-year deal. After two fights, I left him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you had um, you had your first fight at York Hall. Um, and yeah, your sure. Yeah, your, uh, your first win. So was your plans then? to be a ticket seller? No, but my first first buy, I sold like, thinking about 200 tickets. The second fight, I sold 500 tickets. And I was at the um, XL Arena in Docklands, and I bought some of the undercard of Michael Spock and um, Audi Allison when Michael Spock knocked them out. I was on the undercard and I lost a guy called Ronald Corkless. And um, a week after boxing me, Ron went and boxed a guy called Ben Jones, who was uh, my rival, my rivalry in um, as an amateur because we were the same club. But he was always Ben this, Ben that. 
you know, Ben's a nice kid, but he was always he's a blue eyed boy. So I thought, fuck. I ended up boxing book Ben actually a year before I turned pro. And he, um, obviously after I boxed, before I boxed, Gary Sykes. Yeah. Now after I boxed Gary Sykes in the ABAs, I boxed, I boxed, I can't remember where it was, but I boxed someone in the ABAs and I won. And me and Ben were in the same weight. And Ben was obviously in my club. And if I'd won and Ben won, we'd have to box each other in the Southern County's final. Um, so yeah, I ended up boxing Ben in the Southern County's final. And he beat me on points. Um, I can't remember the fight to be fair, but, um, I think it was closer than what they had it. Mm. I even think I nicked it. I'm not too sure. So, um, anyway, yeah, that was that. And I lost to Ben. I thought, fuck it, I'm both pro. Um... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Then I, I think term pro. I thought, fuck it. I have one more. And I boxed a guy called from Golden Ring called Adam Cutler. And um, I remember I watched the video. I ain't got the video now, but I had, I had the video. And I remember Ian Weaver, Tony Hill, and all them were saying, oh yeah, he tried to go pro with Frank Maloney, and Frank Maloney turned him down, blah, blah, blah. So I thought, fuck this, anyway. But they were like saying stuff when I was walking around the, the hall and stuff like that, and saying, fuck. And Adam Cutler, he wasn't a mug, mate. He, was, um, he boxed for England. He was a good kid. I ended up knocking him clean out in the second round. Clean out, he was out cold. And I shocked everyone. I mean, he was out. And he, he follows me on Instagram and he tells you the same thing. He was out cold. And I thought, yeah, fucking have that. Is that? Anyway, yeah. after that, I went, I, went, I went back to um, Steve and I said, look, Steve, I'm ready to go pro. I said, oh, I'm, I'm fucking had enough. And yeah, that's when I met him. Sorry, that's when I met him. In St. Albans. It all comes back to me now. I've been punished him. That's when I met him at St. Albans and we were in Frank Ryan's office. That's how I do with Frank. Is that a big, the, uh, that fight was just a big fuck you to everyone that was doubting you as well? Yeah, it was like, you know, listen, I'd been through so much in school, my health. I've been through so much, I thought, ah, fuck this, do you know what I mean? What I've got to lose, listen, you, everyone takes chances in life, and I chose to take my chance, and took my chance, and I got it, mm. you know what I mean? There's only, there's not many fighters in the southern area, Canada, in the southern, southern area, that actually got signed by big promoters, mm. other than me, Ross Minna, 
And that was it. Me and oh, I think Ben Jones went with Barry, Barry Owen and left Barry Owen after the fight because he won't get in fights. But yeah, I, uh, it was only me and Ross Minnan that ever got a big deal with Frank Warren. So you fought uh, Sean no, Morton? Like, oh, go on. No, I was just going to say, and, you know, not coming all away with any national titles. Mm. You know, Frank Warren paid me more than people that had won Commonwealth Games. I'm not going to name who, but who had won Commonwealth Games gold medals. You know what I mean? I got paid more than them because Frank Steve took me up there and he had a lot of time and respect for Steve. So he, he took Steve's word and <laughs> I ended up mugging Steve off by fucking leaving Frank and being a fucking bum. <laughs> so you... You fought Sean Morton, then you fought Crookless. Uh, yeah. What happened to you? Um, what happened to you leaving Frank Warren? Then why did you end up leaving him? Ah, uh, because I knew, like, listen, he wants. Then uh, listen, every promoter, everyone wants winners. So I was a fucking loser, so I knew I'd be put on the back seat. So. When I lost my second profile, I thought, fuck this. So um, I left and uh, phoned Dean Power. I said, Dean, get my contract back, mate. I'm going to do my own route. And uh, Graham L had just bought, boxed um, the Australian Michael Katsidis. Mm. And I, that was the undercard I lost to Roman. And uh, I thought, Graham had a big name, and I was like, oh, fuck this old guy, I'll go with Graham L. So I went with Graham L, and he managed me, and uh, got me fights, and uh, yeah. That Is that... Was, uh, oh, I went to America, when I left, when I left uh, Frank Warren, Graham L sent me to uh, America, so I was going to sign with Blue Doover, but they wanted me to live out, and they wanted me to live out there, and I was, man, I was young. I had a lot of um, a lot of publicity around me. I was young. Um, yeah, I just wanted to go out there and just go come back home. And you know, I went out there and trained with a guy called Gus Cohen. He he's a good American trainer. He he helped with Pernell Whitaker. Uh, yeah, he helped do bits with Pernell Whitaker and stuff like that. So um, yeah. But I wanted to come home now. Mm. Fucking, I was homesick. I was young, when I was 21. Homesick. And yeah, I fucked up. Come home. And I just, then, then I come home and Graham goes to me, he goes, uh, got your fight. And I can't remember, what is someone back I got your fight. I said, ah, uh, yeah, go on and I'll take it. So I took it. And, you know, I just started being a journeyman, started being a bum. So I'm not training, just taking fires week in, week out, and just losing. When um, when was that decided then for you to become a journeyman? Was that just as you? Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't really. It wasn't really decided. I just kept getting off of fires, and listen, money pays bills, and money money fed my habit. I had a gambling habit. Money fed my habit. So right. I was fucking. Paid on a Friday or a Saturday for my fight. Be skimmed by Monday, be fine again the week after, so I wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> You're fighting sort of week in, week out, like Eddie Harlan, Ricky Owen, Vinnie Mitchell, Steve Geffen, quite early on. And then just like yeah. as you're going through, as you're going through, you just is it just literally uh, now you've just got into that habit of becoming a journeyman? Yeah. Yeah, it was a habit. It was like, easy come, easy go. Do you know what I mean? The, mo- the money. I was getting off to fight these people like Stephen Smith, Andy Crawler, Vinnie Mitchell. The, the mo- you know, I-, I believe I beat Vinnie Mitchell the first time. Second time he beat me, but first time I dropped him and I lost by a point. Um, that was live on Santana Sport. Um, I don't believe I lost that. I believe I lost the second one. But first one, I definitely beat him, and everyone 
who watched that fight on TV said, no way you lost that fight. Um, but yeah, you know, that's in the past now. It's, it's dumb, but yeah, it was just, the money was easy come, easy go, you know. I getting paid good money to go in there every week, week in, week out, and fed my habit, fed my gambling habit, and I thought, yeah, fuck that, let's do this. And saying about the gambling side of it, it's it seems to be it's more prominent now that um, well, you're seeing more and more people obviously talk about it like yourself, um, sort of like a silent because people are like, well, you can just stop. But it's not as easy as that, is it? No, it, it's like um, some mental. It's like mental health, really, isn't it? Gambling is an addiction. Thank you, darling. Got me McDonald's. <laughs> well, I don't got me McDonald's. That's how fat I am now. I just, um, yeah, just eat shit. Are you, and I know you said, are you training for any of these fights or is it just a fact of you just getting a call and thinking, fuck it, I'm going to jump in? Well, I, I didn't train for any of them really because I was fighting week in, week out and I was fit enough to get through it anyway. Four round fights, so I was pretty enough to get through it. So mm. I didn't, didn't bother training because I, I'd fight on the Friday and Saturday. By the Sunday, Monday, I'd get a call. Robin, do you want to fight on Saturday? I'd be like, yeah, three. So I'd go for my little run, have a kebab or something, go for my little run, and then, um, yeah, and then, then fight. Do you fault uh, Steve Smith as well? That I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. Boxing Smith out in Liverpool in uh, Everton Park. Everton Park. It was on the undercard of Tony Tony Oki versus Nathan Cleverley. Oh, okay, and then um, you just carried on like for the throughout the years, just kept fighting, and then you you fought up um so you gone through obviously 2008 up until around 2013 and then you had your sort of second win against Dennis Cronolis Cronolivos if i'm getting that right Cronolivos yeah Dennis Cronolivos yeah that was on um, a german license um oh you, you yeah, lost your exactly. license didn't you yeah, I lost my license. The board said, "Oh, I'm taking so much punishment, and I'm not. I'm not being a journeyman. You have to be a journeyman." I said, "Well, I'm not just going to stand there and let some cunt beat the shit out of me. I'm going to throw punches back." So, um, I said, "No, I'll do it my way," and that's that. So, with that, uh, Robert Smith said, uh, "We're going to take your license." I said, "Fucking have it." Then. So I walked out through through glass water over the table. Mickey Elliott was there because he was my um, manager at the time. I said to Mickey Elliott, you fucking ginger, lanky cunt. I went mad at him. Um, through water all over the table and said, fuck this. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I ended up doing stuff my own way. Be that dance corny loves and I sort of made... Worldwide press, so I had Floyd Mayweather, Mike Tyson share my story about my, my disability and stuff like that. And then, um, I thought, fuck yeah, I need to, I need to fight you. So, um, I flew out of Spain, <laughs> went, went to the board in Spain, got a Spanish license and, uh, boxed, uh, Alim Floyd, whatever his name is, and, uh, and another geezer. They beat me hard. I didn't train for him. I just flew out of Spain. No trainer, no manager. Boxed the best kids out there and then fucking got beat and then for fuck this. I'm um, calling it a day because I'm money and shit. <laughs> so, with, um, I want to ask you about the tag that's obviously been put on you as well, um, being classed as Britain's worst boxer. Right. I'll clear that up. They never put a tag on me. I put the tag on myself. Right, okay. Because what it is, you're either the best or the worst, right? 
you're never going to get remembered by being even in the middle. <laughs> yeah? So I knew I wasn't the best. Far from it. So I said, fuck it, I'll be the worst. <laughs> so um, I then said, I'm putting the worst boxer and what? I had, a, I had a story in the Sun or the Daily Mail, and it just went viral from there, mate. Yeah. And the um, you saying about you wanted to be a journeyman your way, and obviously sometimes um, you know the journeyman turn up to not get stopped. Was it the fact that you would turn up to win? Yeah, <laughs> I would never go into a fight thinking I'm going to lose, even though. I knew in my head I was going to lose. I wanted the fans to have a hat to watch a fight. So, you know, when I first turned pro, the the journeyman prance around the ring doing fuck all, throwing no punches, nothing. And I thought, fuck that, I'm going to go and fucking have wars. So that's, that's what I did. And, um, like, because you've, you've picked the hardest sport with, like you're saying, the health conditions that you've got, you've picked the hardest journey as well to get in there and fight and, um, continuously. Obviously, there, there's background into why you've done it as well. Um, I can imagine... Yeah, that- I got bullied in school. I was bullied in school when I was in school. I was bullied in school. Um, you know... Listen, I, I, ne- I never have friends at school with it. It's mad. Pe- people think I go for this, but it's true. I was a fucking loner at school. And the only reason I'd have friends is because we used to play football and stuff. Like, this is secondary school. We used to play football. And um, I used to have to bring a ball in, a football in every day. Otherwise, I'd have no one to play with. I used to be on my own. And it's, it sounds sad, but it's true. So it's my way of buying friends by bringing a ball in so they can play football because they'd be nice to me during the day. I used to get picked on every day, getting called a cripple. There's one geezer called Daniel Bowling. I don't care if I name him, he's a cunt. Um... <laughs> He's a big bully boy. He used to walk around school like a fucking shirt and stuff. And I remember he, I was in front of him one time and he, he's behind me and he's kicking the back of my legs. And obviously I was like, wow. It wasn't when I just had operation, but my legs are sore. He's kicking the back of my leg. Turn around and said, do that again, man. I'm going to fucking chin you. And I'd already started making a sort of name. People knew I'd started boxing and whatever. And I walloped him. Whack. Now, I'd never been a, uh, switching the story a little bit. I'd never been a broad before as a kid. And I was due to go to France with the school. I was really looking forward to it. Down in the little bit. Um, I was, uh, yeah, I, I chinned him. I knocked him out cold and I said, yeah, I bet you fucker. And they stopped me from going to France. I was like, you wankers, and I cried my eyes out like a little bitch. Cried my eyes out, but yeah, that, that, that was that. You know what I mean? So I got a bit of a cold. That's all right. Oh, that's, so um, reflecting on your career, because um, you're, you're long, like your long career, considering from where you've come from. Um, who who's the best person that you've? Uh, I'll go amateur, then I'll go pro. Who's the best amateur person that you jumped in the ring with? Odd Mills and Gary Sykes. What about pro? I've, um, I've always said Andy Collar. But maybe that's because he became a world champion. But listen, the oddest puncher was Stephen Smith. And I say... The skillful wise Crawler and Smith and uh, Ricky Owen, he, he was good. Mm. What about like venue wise? What what would have been the best venue you went that you was at? Um, 
Well, Bumsy out of arena and he had an undercard of David A versus Enzo McAnelli. I boxed Ryan Walsh, you know, the Walsh brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, in front of 15,000 people at the Yoto Arena just before David A and Enzo come on. I boxed Ryan Walsh. I was getting booed coming in, booed, like, because I had a big following. And uh, I was cheeky going out. It was amazing. But I tell you, I boxed the Yoto a few times, but... um. I say the M E N Arena, I think is the M Yeah, the yes, up in Manchester. Old. Yeah, it's a town house now, but that was good. That was good when I booked Crawler. Mm. When he on the call with David um Amy Khan and uh Bradis Prescott. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I know the um so you've retired now, then you get yourself into bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, I got a phone call saying, do you want to do bare knuckle? I said, yeah, well, how much? <laughs> Straight away. <laughs> She's um, just like, give me the price. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what I do, mate. I'll fight any cunt. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what I do. Um, so, yeah, there comes me. And then he said, do you want to do bare knuckle? I said, yeah, sweet. How much? What are you offering? Now, for me, silly at first. So, he offered me like... A grand, I said, no, fuck that, I ain't doing a grand. Uh, I'll fight him one for a grand, but not bad enough for. So, two and a half grand I got for my first band, I'll fight him, yeah, sweet. Yeah, Pay nice. me cash, I'll give him three. Um, done again, give me 1,500 quid. Done again, give me a grand, I thought, okay. <laughs> it's getting down, it's down. It's going down, down, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, nah, I thought, yeah, fuck that. But any anyone on the street by now, I'm there. <laughs> I was, was going to come on to this anyway. So we got introduced via, I'll give a shout out to Dan Woodgate. He uh, sponsors the podcast. And <laughs> you, I was going to say, you've absolutely, so as he's given me your number, and I want to just because I want to say as as we've uh, we've spoke as he's have you he's given me your number, and I've I've messaged you. You've called me, and then you said about Dan obviously saying that I owe you a grad, and you've absolutely fucking had me, and he, so was him as well. <laughs> wow, mate. Honestly, I uh, I shit myself because I was like, what the fuck has he done to me? <laughs> So I, uh, yeah, uh, thank you to um, Dan and all. Listen, it's weird, right? I, I fucking hate Dan, hated him, right? I can't remember how I started. We had a little tough um, over, I think it's, uh, 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 he might remind you, I, I can't remember, but he was training with Michael Aldis. And uh, I've known something about I think we were going to have a show in Crawley and um, something to do with tickets or something and he started getting all lemon on the phone <laughs> I said mate who the fuck are you talking to I said I ain't a dick but I might lose players but listen I ain't a dick I'll go around there and rip your fucking voice box out he's like where are you I said I'm here. I'm in Crawley in the gym. Come on. Oh, um, yeah. And, but, mate, he is uh, the loveliest guy ever. Loveliest guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I pull out of everyone, because I'm, I'm just a geezer. <laughs> I think it's because uh, you'd be calling people a gun and then be like, you're right, mate, after. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, looking back at your career now, are you um, are you happy with the way that it's gone? Yeah, listen, I've um, I've got my fiance, and um, yeah, like I was worried if like because the boxing was my sort of tool. Everyone knew our oh, Robin Deacon is the boxer. Yeah, yeah. It's good looking, but yeah, 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 and all this. And I always used to play girls, 
<laughs> girls, I say girls, right? And then when I stopped, so when when I come back from Spain, having my fires in Spain, I thought, I need to get a job. So I got, got a job of being a fishmonger in London. Peter McDonald actually got me that job. And then um, I ended up leaving there after about six months. And I went to a place in Bournemouth, I think. So I was driving to Bournemouth and driving home, driving to Bournemouth, driving home. And then I went in one day and they laid me off. I thought, oh, fuck, you know. What am I going to do? Because of COVID, yeah? So I thought, I need, I, I need a fucking, I need, I need a bird. I just got my own place, so I, I need a bird. So I started adding loads of birds on Facebook. And uh, I added my fiance. I thought, she's a soul shinkum. I must make sure. <laughs> but don't tell her I said that. Anyway, do you want me um, to cut this out or what? Like, no, no, no. no. See, listen, listen, I'm absolutely idolizer. Right? I'd never disrespect her because, but yeah, I just, I thought, fuck, I need a bunk up, right? So, um, I did her, we started talking, 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 as well as me talking to loads of other different girls, and I thought, anyway. Text her, she, she didn't buy all day, and I thought, fuck this. She drove down to see me, but I didn't know. It. So, luckily, I didn't have no one else in there. <laughs> um, so yeah, she, she drove down and she, she went, I'm outside, sorry, I haven't got back to you, I've been busy dealing with stuff. So, she drove down and, um, I opened my front door, mate, and I was like, oh my god. She's a fucking soul. You punch him. Like, <laughs> she, yeah, proper punching, mate. Always punching. You know, ironically, <laughs> eh? Always punching. <laughs> um, yeah, like, she got out of the car and I was like, mate, you're worth more than just that. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, just, just things went up from there. And, uh, Obviously, I had my own place and I fucking got rid of that. And then uh, I said, I'm moving in with you. She went, okay. So I moved in after about four months. Well, I come up here after she come to me and I moved up. I just started living with her after about four months. So you're in Swansea now, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. living in Swansea now. Been, been together now nearly four years. That's good. I, I know we briefly touched on it. What um what we like to do with all our guests is basically create their perfect boxer through different attributes. Yeah. So if I said it could be past present, um, if I said who's got the best footwork past present, who would you say? Who's got the best footwork? Yeah. Robin Deakin. <laughs> No one has got better footwork than me, mate. No one's got club feet and can move like me. Oi, oi. <laughs> I'll um I'll I'll give you another one that I think I know the answer. Who's got the best chin? Definitely me, mate. Never <laughs> been ever been put out cold. What about punch um, power? Punch power? Fucking hell. Gotta be me. <laughs> is it alright there defensive work <laughs> fucking hell me again nah I'll start that again I'll be serious nah we'll go keep it mate I could give a shit what no, 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 no. alright 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 right. so we'll start again who past president has got the best footwork Robin D <laughs> what about oh. what about boxing IQ? <laughs> what's, what's the wait for? What's the wait? <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, thank you for joining us. Uh, you, you didn't ask me the other one. You didn't that's ask all. Me. 
It's all of them. It's fuck. Box no, there's chin. Who's got the best? I've, I've given you the best. You've already, I've already asked you the best chin. You've who's t- got that? Then? You've told me you. <laughs> no, who's got the best chin? Then? You said you. Yeah, but what do you think? There's going to be a flat like. Who do I think? Oh, it's not I'm... my episode, mate. It's your episode. Oi, <laughs> oi. Um, yeah, no. Definitely, listen, you've got to praise yourself. Yeah, of course. I ain't got a bit, I ain't got a hardest punching bag, but listen, I'll take you know, anyone's shot they throw on my chin, 100%. Yeah, well, listen, with the career that you've had, um, I, I can imagine it's like, like I said, you, you've picked the hardest sport in the world and you've picked the hardest journey to do. With that... <laughs> I've got to give credit where credit's due purely the fact I don't believe there's enough people out there that give journeymen or boxers genuine credit that I think because people are so easy to sit and like they've not listen, stepped listen, in the road they're glorious right listen how many people used to wear Man City football shirts they didn't because it's always my night. Now, how many people wear Man City shirts and you don't <laughs> see them at the United shirts? It's exactly the same thing with boxing. You know, everyone loved Tyson Fury when he smashed on the world art. And, you know, now, because he had an off night at the office, they're all slating him saying he should quit, he should stop now, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's glory on it. Auntie Listen. Joshua was before that as well, as I remember. Oh, fuck Auntie Joshua, he's a prick. <laughs> I'll bash him. <laughs> Listen, he, he ain't got a chin. He ain't got a chin. He gets smashed. He gets wiped out. Your mug. Robin Deacon was bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but listen, all honesty, it's been a pleasure meeting you, John. Sam. And you, um, you're an ugly cunt, but, you know. <laughs> nah, okay, brother. cheers. You've only got your parents to blame for that, mate. <laughs> cheers. Um, cheers, Robin. Uh, I'll close up the episode. If you like the episode, uh, we are on all the socials um, and Patreon, £3 a month. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.